Welcome to another episode of Life and Health Matters with Dr. Shakib, and this is your host, Momak Shakib. This episode has to do with your ankles, which is, in my opinion, the most ignored joint in your body. As a healthcare provider dealing with patients, assessing their neurology behind posture and movement, their neurokinesiology, their functional movement, and the integrity of the pelvic floor dysfunction and function, I can comfortably tell you that your ankle joint is a huge player and it's the most ignored one. Unless you have a foot and ankle pain, at which point you go see a podiatrist and more than likely get some kind of an injection or a foot insert, chances are you hardly do anything for your ankle mobility. Your ankle joint is important every time you stand, you walk, and even when you're resting. I will get into it more in detail with the podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please forward them to me via email, drspodcastshow at gmail.com. And so with no further delay, here is the podcast. All right, so let's talk about the joint ankle and your feet. Your feet are your point of contact with the ground. That means you can be doing your stretching, your strengthening, you can do whatever it is you want to do when you're not standing on your feet. The moment your feet touch the ground, the moment that contact is made, everything you have worked so hard to maintain or to create or to fix is at the mercy of how your ankle joint carries everything above, which is all of your body. So it just does not make sense to ignore the importance of this joint and pay closer attention to having proper mobility within the joint. It's very easy to have a normal range of motion when you're not bearing any weight. So if you grab, you're sitting down, you grab your foot and you start moving it and you have a normal range of motion in your ankle joints and you think, okay, I'm good to go. But your ankle joint becomes restricted the moment you start adding all the other body parts to the picture. So for example, in my office, I do assessment of the ankle joint. I assess the range of motion of the ankle joint by itself. I used to use it as the only thing I would do to assess the ankle health as far as range of motion was concerned. Today, I know better. I know that that's only a small portion of assessing the ankle joint. And what matters is how this individual is able to, for example, squat. Or how they can sit down squatting like you're squatting over a hole in the ground. Like parts of the world where people sit down and basically they do their defecation or urination sitting on the ground, squatting down, and see how limited their ankle range of motion is. It's mind-boggling to see people who involve themselves in sports that directly are impacted by the ankle joints and have the most restricted range of motion in the ankle 
uh, joints and how little the feet do in their activities like running, for example. So why is your ankle joint, or let's, let's start with this. How should you assess it? Like right now, if you were to stand up and decide, okay, I want to do ankle mobility assessment. How should you be doing that? So let's say you're standing up and you bring one foot back as if you're about to run. And then you lower your knee down. So let's say you extend your right leg back and your left knee is bent. And now you can shift your weight forward on the bent knee and bent ankle and see how far forward you can go. A lot of times in that position, people are not even able to pass their knee joint behind or beyond their feet. Or when they're sitting down with the opposite knee on the ground as well, they're not able to lean forward. So does that mean the ankle joint itself is restricted or is it something above? Regardless of that, if it is something above that is short, let's say your hamstring or your quads are too short, therefore you don't have a normal range of motion in the ankle joint, bottom line is your ankle joint does not go through its normal range of motion through your daily routines. When this happens, you are essentially undoing or redoing or modifying the blueprint of movement involving your lower extremities and your ankles. That means now every movement in your body has to adjust to this new blueprint of movement. You are re-modifying how you're designed to move. Believe it or not, that means a simple issue that has to do with, let's say, lower extremity or your ankles now can lead to issues in your lower back and your neck. When you're standing up, you need to pay attention to your feet. First of all, every chance you get, and when it's safe, meaning you're not barefoot outside your house, go barefoot. The bottom of your feet give a lot of information to your brain, which influences this sensory map of movement or sensory map in your brain. That sensory map plays a role in the movement. That sensory map is something you're born with. There's also a map of movement that you're born with. And in the first couple of years of your life, with all the things you're exposed to and all the different movements that all babies go through essentially the same way, that's called developmental kinesiology, those maps get detailed and more um, specific routes and information gets added to the map. So now, when you're barefoot, That map is continuously being uploaded with information. When you're standing up, pay close attention. I do this every morning when I'm brushing my teeth. I pay attention to the bottom of my feet. 
Am I standing evenly on the balls and the heels of my feet? So your center of balance should be between your big toe and the one next to it. So put a dot there and put a dot in the middle of your heel and connect those two dots and that's the center of your balance. So with that imaginary line in mind, are you balancing yourself above or around that line? Most of the times people have collapsed arch, meaning the arch, the middle portion of their, or the inside portion of their feet are collapsing. That translates into a joint inequality, the ankle joint inequality, which translates above to the knee, to the hips, to the lower back, all the way to the neck. So balancing without movement is a huge thing. This is something you need to work on on a daily basis. When you're sitting behind a computer or you're sitting down and not moving so much, your ankle joint is basically stuck in one specific position. Let's say you're sitting behind a computer and you have a tendency in a best case scenario to have your feet flat on the ground with a 90 degree um, angle of your knee. If you move your feet under your chair, now you've got more of a sharp ankle uh, angle. And if you're you move your feet in front of your chair on the ground, you, you change that angle as well. So bottom line is, depending on your tendency, you may be over or underdoing the angle of your leg connecting to your feet. And that automatically translates into a restriction in certain movements. So that means... Every time you're walking, that restriction plays a role in the synchronicity of the muscles that are involved in movement and moving you forward. When you're walking, pay attention to the sound your feet make. Does it seem like there there is no sound? You just basically lift the heel up. And bring your foot forward and let the heel down and go through the arch with the toe off. Or do you hear a thumping or maybe dropping of your, you lift your leg up, but then you drop it when you have contact with the ground. Are you, do you hear one foot hitting the ground before the other one? Do you, when you start paying attention, Do you feel that your heel hits the ground right at that center of its heel or is it more on the outside or inside of the heel? It may hit the middle portion. You go through the whole position of the whole um, bringing of the foot down and when it, you kind of go around the curve, meaning you hit the heel on the ground where it needs to be and then you start turning your foot more on the outside of your foot or inside of your foot. And then you end up in a heel and you go forward. So that means you need to pay close attention to what it is that 
or how it is that you're moving. And then the correction, if there is a problem, the correction is not necessarily a foot orthotic. The correction has to do with subtle, subtle activation of the musculature that initiate, believe it or not, from your hip joint, where your lower extremity gets attached to your pelvis. So pay attention to the sound that your feet make because that gives a lot of information about the health of your ankles. If you have a history of knee or hip issues, you definitely have issues with your ankle joint. And so if all of your attention is given to your hip or your knee, which is the area of your pain potentially, then you're solving your problem partially and the problem is going to be returned because you have a feedback loop coming from your ankle joints. In other words, partial answer will provide partial solution. So if you're giving partial attention, you will get partial improvement. When it comes to your feet, the wider your feet, you're able to spread your toes and balance yourself on your toes, the better off you are. You see, there are muscles in between the toes. If you follow your toes over your feet, those, they're long bones called metatarsal. There are muscles between those that need to be activated. And when your feet are in the shoes, they're kind of compressed and they never get a chance to play and expand and widen your toes from each other. So they play a role with the foot mobility, therefore integrity of your ankle joints. So get in a habit that when you're sitting down on the floor, which I strongly recommend you do, because unless you make an effort to do it, you will sit on the couch and you have a disastrous balance of your muscular system throughout your body because everything becomes rigid. So sit on the ground and with your heels touching the floor, try to spread your toes as much as you can and see how well you do that. Now with practice, you should be able to spread them without bending your ankles up or down. Now do the same thing as you're standing up. When you're standing up, balancing yourself on that imaginary line I just shared with you, going between the big toe and the one next to it, connecting that dot to the middle of your heel and balancing yourself there. Are you able to hold yourself on the balls of your feet, lifting your toes up towards the sky and spread them apart and bringing them down? Are you able to keep him there as you lift your heels up as if you're tiptoe, you're standing on your tippy toes and balancing yourself while the toes are spread apart? These are great exercises that I think everyone should be doing and almost no one does automatically. We're so busy paying attention 
to the big picture is that we forget the little things that play a huge role in the overall health. I have been paying close attention to my patients just the last couple of weeks and I, I can see these um, patients, they, they vary in their level of activity. Some of them very active, some of them almost fully sedentary lifestyle. And I see how the ankle joint is fully ignored. And when I give specific attention and exercises, these patients are not able to do them correctly. It's easy to duplicate a move. It's another thing to functionally perform a move. So I wanted to bring that to your attention. I do have a YouTube channel that uh, is under my name and you can look them up and subscribe to it if you want. And there I have a bunch of videos that have to do with your foot and ankle and overall proper functional movements of your body parts, your joints and your muscles. I hope you realize the importance of you understanding that at the end of the day, you're in charge of your own health and your health is at the mercy of the decisions you make. If you are too busy being distracted by other things instead of giving yourself the attention your body and your health needs, your health will be compromised. Little things every single day add up, so don't get overwhelmed by the amount of information that's out there. It's information overload. I get it. But understand the basic concepts and work on it one day at a time, one improvement at a time is all it takes. Next thing you know, the year is here. The year has ended. And with one improvement at a time, you are much better in your health and the level of your health than you were the previous year. And that's all that matters, really. I hope that you found value in this podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please forward them to me via email drspodcastshow at gmail.com. And until next week, take care.